I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A grain of rice. A grain of rice. If you want to tip the scale, just remember that. There's a small bit of a needle there. Come on, Mayo. You've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show then we're no longer the whipping boys of Munster. Hello, old stocks, as Reggie would say. How are you? Go on, Marco. Welcome back, Taylor. We missed you a lot. <laughs> <laughs> we we missed you, Taylor. Welcome back. Good to have you uh, back. Fair, fair play to you for holding the fourth, gentlemen. Uh, I was in the regional hospital listening to you uh, the first week, Marco, when you were to... You were to be tortured below in uh, the bowels of, of the little All Ireland. Uh, well, yes. fair play to you, boy. You, you held the fort. Uh, Shawnee McGrath did the business. No, how do you, how are you all? Uh, I got a bit of a knack out, as, as Larry had said in Tipperary, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. I'm, uh, I didn't get a trip. I, I, I didn't get a, uh, a, a triple bypass. I didn't get a brain tumor. <laughs> I didn't die four times in the ambulance on the way in. I didn't even go in in the ambulance. I got a, I got a slight seizure of some sorts, and I'm waiting to meet a consultant uh, next week to tell me because they've a load of tests done on me. But I think I think I'm good. I'm on a few tablets, and uh, I can't drive for a small while uh, because that's that's the precautionary side of it. But just to clear up that end of it anyway. For us, <laughs> I tell you, as my brother Martin says, like, and he'd be drinking an old pint there in the halfway house in Innes, and. Uh, well, halfway house, halfway house, Twinkler Castle in us. He says, but Jesus, no one takes away from the story anyway. He says, <laughs> he says, every time I meet someone, there's something new has gone wrong. <laughs> Worse yeah. again, like, you know, that I died twice in the ambulance going in. And then you died four times in the ambulance. And I said, well, I leash brought him in. He didn't go in in any ambulance. Do you know? <laughs> <So>. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. Yeah, it did. Yeah, shock to the system now. But you know what, lads? If you were to die like that now, you wouldn't know the difference. Tell you not, Dan Marco, don't be too bit afraid at all. I just hit <laughs> the deck and I don't remember any of it. It's <laughs> only a pity they wouldn't have the around you when you hit the deck. <laughs> you get some bit of satisfaction from it. <laughs> Shining the ground, Jordan. There was a time with Fergie McCormack where someone was around there like they'd be looking down over me, but it was the local yeah, doctor, yeah, yeah. Dr. Joss Ellis, I met when I woke up. <laughs> Yeah, so said, something must have happened when, I, when I'm waking and meeting you anyway. So, but anyway, yeah, look at all as well. Ah, sure, I know. In fairness, TJ, the amount of goodwill as well as the, the gossip merchants uh, is unreal. And in fairness, yeah, I missed you. Yeah, yeah and sure, we missed you, We missed you. I was in macro world under pressure. Your I shoes don't fit. <laughs> I had to. I had to come back today. You were going too well. I had to come back today. The pressure was on, Dela. Hello. Uh, no. How did how did you find a little Ireland anyway, TJ? Your first. It was very unique. I have to say, no, in fairness to 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 Marco and all the lads down there, and the examiner and everybody, I got extremely well looked after. It was a bitterly cold day, but in fairness, I know they spent a few quid, but some place now. In fairness, even upstairs afterwards, everything Marco, we got looked after. Cups of tea, yeah. food. Can't speak highly enough of them now. Yeah, in fairness, 
Super Atleti, yeah. Yeah. Two, Atleti, two good yeah. games. Obviously, I, I got a bit of a knockout towards the night, but uh, all our great laid plans of charging two hotel rooms in the Clayton to Tony Lean and Tony drinking Lee. a few pints of port or incenses <laughs> and things like that after the great little All Ireland, and we were going to expound uh, about it. Um, well, we didn't get to do that, though, unfortunately. But but in we, fairness, we get Tony, Tony, Tony said to me it was only a postponement, Dello. So, yeah, oh, yeah. It's, it's still it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's in the budget, I think. <laughs> Tony, when you're listening to this out for your 10 mile hike later on, you can uh, you can pencil that in. We will be going. <laughs> we will be going. <laughs> no, in fairness, so you did great just good. to touch back on it. You had a massive crowd. I was I was at the Little Ireland a few times, uh, often, often enjoy. I was actually there in '95, would you believe? I was still in the bonk. At the time, I, I had to pick man of the match the same year. Man of the match? Yeah, Tony yeah. Sullivan I went for. Tony Sullivan I went for the same day in Pierre Six. Probably the hero of yours at the time. He was baby Jesus, he was known as, wasn't he, obviously, with Jimmy Barry being. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, no, uh, I but I was at a few since. I was at a couple of Glen ones since with my buddies from the North Cork Polish and, and uh, Jaban and uh, Mudzer's uh, son actually commands the sub. Uh, there last day, but uh, good game. Not to, not to be going back over it. Middleton no, it, really came of age for a young team, along yeah. with Connor rolling the clock back superbly. Didn't Absolutely. he? No, it was a great, it was a very good final, uh, Anthony. Mm. And um, just to touch on a couple of things like Middleton raced into a 15 point to six lead, and didn't the Glen Wiley Glen physical tough? They scraped and scraped and scraped and got back level with 15 minutes to go, and it could have went anywhere. And if they honest, Middleton. They stepped up to the plate again, like Eagles on and like Black Rock. They kicked on again in the last quarter. So there, there definitely is a kick in them. And their game against Kilmallock now, I think, is going to be a very exciting match. But just yeah, to we... touch back on the other things, I suppose the crowd, Anthony, 13,500 yeah. people was a massive crowd. And I don't, and under 16s were left in for free. Um, and obviously the 1,000 uh, HSE workers or the frontline workers, that obviously worked as well. So, you know. It was a great day. Look, it's it's look. You know, Joey Blake, who was the PRO, he he was aware of it. He brought it to the attention. I think of the the hierarchy. Like we pitched the two thousand, they split it between the hurling and the football. Like you know, cute enough. Like, but anyway, um, the football final was an excellent final as well. Kind of kilty and the Bears and the Kendall for points. So it has been a really really good club championship in Cork this year, both hurling and football. So. But I think the county board did a really good gesture with the HSE in the front. And and look, the funny thing is, you were in the front line, Anthony, yourself, and the flat here back a couple of days before the county final. So, yeah. it, like, these people do an awful lot of great work for us. And we, they, just, they need to be respected in some shape or form. And they voted with their feet, the punters voted with their feet by turning out in massive numbers. And we were treated to a great... Uh, senior A final as well between Father and Eads at Cantor. That was a cracker as well. But it just it couldn't have been better. And you'd also have to mention the examiner and the live coverage and say Pat Mulcahy and Colin O'Connor on the commentary and Jor and Shawnee and TJ, the halftime analysis and the Dalton pitch side. It worked out brilliantly. And from what the feedback we're getting is that people were thrilled. You know, the live streaming has become such a really integral part of people's Sundays or Saturday nights or, you know, so it's just mm-hmm. something that, like, TJ mentioned about the GA TV club, like, or the TV, like, there's something definitely there, like, it has to be looked at because people will pay a fiver or something to watch something, like, you know, and 
they yeah. can watch it from all over the country. I think I, I just saw Shane Stapleton floating it uh, yesterday that this, you know, the red zone that they have on the American football, where you get the live updates and and like he was working here in the pub yesterday, back doing a bit, um, be kind of able some days and kind of a bit zonked from the tablets the other days, but. Yesterday, my God, we could because they rogue ro- a lot more. Castle I mean, the football was on inside Nennis, and we were trying to watch that on one screen, and it kept coming and going. And as we the Galway County final on another screen, and yeah, we were trying to keep up to date with the Kerry final then when that came on, because obviously we're very near Tralee here as the crow flies. And fierce interest, obviously, with the Narries and, and the Stacks meeting uh, down there in the final. So, Jesus, there has to be some way of you know, that you know, Sky Sports when they don't even have the games. Where they have a reporter yeah. watching the game, and we go over here. Yeah. And, you know, even to be inside lads in the region, I'm one B, and as you said, Mark, about the staff, just to give it a man, lads, Jesus, the staff. Like, and, and Limerick TJ gets a bad name, doesn't it? Because it's always overcrowded, the regional um, university college or whatever True. we call it now. But, and it is because it, it's covering Clare and Tip now, obviously, as we know, as well as Limerick, and it's massive area. And Jesus, I mean, once you get through AE, which obviously can be hectic, and we all know that. and Jesus, the care and like, I mean, up with my iPad watching uh, the two E and Shawnee and Jer and Pat Mull and Cullen and uh, I had more nurses and and my my uh, roommate as well from from North Tip from Nina. What's the score now? And you know, it's, it's great, <laughs> like, it's amazing, yeah, unbelievable. And everyone, everyone kind of I know, but in. And, Marco, see that Larry's idea? He wants uh, Dale to be Jeff Stilling and on a Sunday, and we'd be watching the matches live, and he'd be talking to us like so. Something brand new for the GA and the are you going to are you going to be Ke- Ke- Chris Kamara? Cammy. Are you going to be Kemi? <laughs> <laughs> we'll get someone for Kemi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Dan Shanahan or someone as well. Yeah, <laughs> Jeez, be careful now. <laughs> um, but you know what? Uh, yeah. And like the live the live stream is, but but in fairness to Raf and his team behind the scenes, you know, oh. to have all the TV angles on the ground up high has just and a super production in fairness to them, you know. Um, yeah, it's just yeah, couldn't, say enough, couldn't say enough good about no. it, honestly. No, and it was nice to see y'all cozied up with your coffees and your your pastries upstairs afterwards as well, like you know, which we're, we're not too. Badly needed there at that stage. Yeah, you're frozen in fairness, G. Oh, frozen, yeah. <laughs> I got a bit of a yeah. shark attack at the end, Dale. When we were summing up, I got assaulted <laughs> by a, the shark from Limerick. He nearly stayed off of me. <laughs> in the cool man. Yeah. Well, you see, you had, me you had a different man at the helm on that Sunday, you know. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he could be very ruthless. Like, as I, t- I see Larry's putting him down here in the background as Paul Merson for the, <laughs> for the, for the sandwich. Oh, nurse. Very good. I don't know. But, lads, uh, yeah, you had, a, and you had a great one last week, I suppose, with Lockmore, lads, doing the double. I mean, isn't it great? We, and we'll move on. Of course, obviously, it wasn't the busiest weekend, but we've a lot to look forward to, especially. But, um, isn't it amazing, like, beaten by a kick of a ball and a puck of a ball last year and to have that resilience to come back and win by a puck of a ball and a kick of a ball? Isn't it a great sign okay. for every club really? and every team in Ireland? Like, like Yeah, and we had just, dual con- I mean, with dual conversation as well, which is a little bit delicate depending on what part of the country and what club you go to because it's definitely causing issues. And I had a couple of conversations about it during the week. A lot more it's definitely working they've proved it can be done but uh it's a conversation for maybe another day yeah. and they're beating tj by a rogue in a great game extra time again like geez they're tough i'll tell you that much um 
But Aero Guinness could very nearly have done the double in Clare, like beaten yes. in the semi-final at Hurling by Einam, which was a bit of an upset. And, you know, Bellier pulled out a great victory again. But minus Tony Kelly, as we saw against Betty Gunner last week, they're not the same force without Tony. Uh, obviously, so Aero probably would have fancied their chances of doing the double in Clare. So it just shows it can be done now. Lockmore would certainly have more dual players than Aero though. And there is issues. We, we, you know, we'll acknowledge that as well. But, you know, I would say... I came. I played in. I played in a, a football senior semi final. Won two intermediate football finals. Football never did us any harm in Clarecastle. While we were winning hurling championships and winning monster clubs, we were competing strongly at intermediate or senior in 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 football in Clare. And now we don't even field an adult football team. And I honestly believe it's a sign of sometimes where the club is at strength wise. You know, we often had two football teams. We often had senior intermediate and a junior B team. And you know, there was no great issues with training. Let's face it, Hurland got the number one with training. Yeah. Bus, we fielded in the football and fought hard in the right. football and, and, you know, uh, played to and, win. And, you know, I, I, I played a bit of junior football and uh, I always found breaking away from the Hurland was great fun to kick a bit of football. That's yeah. what I found about it. Hurland was always the number one. It would probably be eight training sessions to two or maybe nine training sessions to one in fo- for Hurland versus football. But I always loved going away to play a game of football. And there was never any pressure put on us as well. It was just a breakaway and a bit of fun. But for clubs like Lockmore and Aerobe that are able to manage both and be successful in both, it's a great tribute to the management and the club. And it's both. I think we, we kind of came around to saying the last that we felt it was both management or whoever was manager on either side or if there was a, you know the same management across both, it makes it a way easier. Once there's a commitment from the players and there's not... There's no pressure put on the players or no hassle with the players is always the best thing to do. Yeah, and I think in Eroge's case, different managements, but in fairness to the two lads, and you know, Paul Madden is the football manager and he'd be unbelievably reasonable man, and, and obviously um they obviously worked as well. So yeah, I didn't quite get there in the hurling, as I said, but look, um yeah, it is it is a, a fair fair debate. Um TJ, you were in Salt Hill. We'll talk about that. I, I, I really enjoyed it. it. It hadn't a goal. It might have been a classic, but again, the Thomas's know-how came to the fore. Meanwhile, Mark was in Huntington, um, fresh from Weatherby a few weeks ago, TJ. He's getting there. He's not quite in Cheltenham yet, but he's not quite at Ascot yet, maybe in three places like that, but he's certainly getting there, TJ. Certainly getting there. And unlucky yesterday, you know, yesterday evening, in fairness, um, Lady JNP, the name of the horse, second yes. in the listed bumper. So happy enough, Mark, I'd imagine, to get that little bit of black type. But um, a furlong down, I thought you were in a very, very nice position and it was starting to look like it could have been your day, but just beaten. Yeah. It was a the one shot or something, the winner, wasn't it? Second, yeah, absolutely. A the one shot us. Yeah, we were, look, I suppose to explain the black type scenario is that it was a listed race. And if you're first, second, or third, your horse gets black type. So it's a little bit like a a stripe in your jersey that from a breeding point of view down the road that any falls that she may have and that's obviously a filly so we'd be looking forward to getting good form into her she's ran four bumpers she's won one and she's been second twice beating a length on both occasions um, but the black type was important she's going to go over hurdles now and um, we might have a small squeak Della, that March is on the horizon and it's very exciting it's um you know, for anybody involved in racing, I suppose. Cheltenham is the Mecca. It's the All-Ireland final, I suppose, for It's not a little All-Ireland anymore. 
Uh-huh. It's the big it's stuff. Little on Ireland anymore. So we're, we're look, we're novice hurdle now the next day. And if she if she's good enough to win that, I'd say the mayor's novice hurdle is what to be looking for. So any of you cute whores out there now, right? Stay away from the price, okay? Because somebody backed her from eight to threes on Saturday night and she drifted out again. She was five to one the following day, but I don't know how she was shortened from eight to threes, like, you know? So Isn't it amazing, uh, Mark, that, that, or isn't it amazing, TJ, how Mark never knows how the money goes on, whether it's the Queen or Lady Jane or, you know, it's amazing how he never knows where the money comes from, like. And and, and, and the money flows, you know, the day when everything's in order. Yeah, and he, he probably never rode only in a donkey derby himself, but gave out about Paddy Brennan last night to me and you and the QT. I'm going to tell him the whole country anyway. One of the best yeah. jockeys around. <laughs> One, a really good jockey, yeah. Poor Paddy. Trained by a great a great clear man, of course. Yeah, um, yeah, that's right, Fergal O'Brien. Yeah, great he's, he's, man he, had and big, he had a big merger with McPherson as well, so they're O'Brien McPherson racing right. now. And um, the, the stable has doubled and the numbers have doubled. And um, I suppose, look, it's a bit of fun, you know. I've said this before, and you you've acknowledged it, but with the Greyhounds, it's a bit of crack. And you know, one thing I picked up yesterday, um, as I met a fella from the UK who has set up a racing club um, for handy money. I think somewhere around uh, sixty pounds for two years. And there's four thousand members in it, and they have a couple of race horses in it, and just for sixty quid for two years. So it's certainly something that we could consider. For a bit of fun, if if there was interest in it uh, from people, if they wanted to get into racing and to to you know to start up our own club or something like that, that if there was an interest in it, because I know a couple of lads would be texting about the Queen, and you know that a lot of your lads down your way would be on about the Queen and stuff like that. So this is an opportunity for a small bit of fifty quid or a hundred quid cover all the expenses, and if there was an interest in it. I'm sure to be a little bit like a GA club. We need a new chairman and a secretary and a PRO and a treasurer. And if there was people in the public that wanted to come on board, and and we'd have to vote them in now, obviously, and we might have to have a bit of a, an AGM and stuff like that. But certainly, I, I'd be interested in that if people were interested in this. Come racing with Marco and the Pads in together, something like that, Marco. It definitely has a ring to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And... Uh... Our listeners uh, have shown, and you'd have to join Twitter, Mark, finally, on this occasion, uh, <laughs> if, if this goes ahead, this racing club. But it, it could be done. It would be great cracking for small money, as you done. say. People would have a, sh- a share in a horse, and there could be maybe a 1,000 members, 500 members, whatever we'd have. But it'd be great yeah. crack if there was a link a link to our podcast, um, obviously, just separate altogether, obviously. You, to... Your buddy TJ last year... Um, he's manager the Limerick race course, isn't he? Did he say if the Queen ran in Limerick that he'd leave all the podcast listeners in for free? Patrick O'Callaghan, yeah, good cart man. Yeah, he did a course. He was he, he was willing to welcome us, and even this Christmas, in fairness, he has the invitation sent to me that to, to, that we're, we're welcome to go there. The Queen won't be going there, like, but we're, we're welcome to come. Yeah. Lady Jane P could come over though. Lady Jane P could come over, yeah. But yeah, we have, <laughs> like, we have lots, of, lots of venues think, open. Does she, does she have to win a maiden, TJ, to qualify for that mayor's? Maiden and Cheltenham. I doesn't have to win, win, I don't think. No, she wouldn't. No. Second in a list would do you. Second in a list would do you, yeah. Okay. But would she have to run in a hurdle before, TJ? She would she have to, would she have to run, run in a hurdle, all right, yeah. If she runs, she'll right. win. If she runs, she'll win, yeah. We could get on to maybe JP <laughs> J- J- or someone who might buy us a horse or something, Delo, wouldn't we? Might. I'd bring Joe. I'd bring Joe McKinnon. Joe, yeah. We have the connections. We have a lot of connections. Yeah. Hold that thought for the moment, Marco. 
Yeah, yeah. And, we see what the interest is like. We see what the interest is like. Dillo, I don't think it's, if you're off the road for a while, there might be a few people passing you the road there to collect you and bring you to the rest and wrap you home as well. That's yeah, good. there's a good few West Clare listeners around here and Tully Crying as well. A good few lads that come into the pub. I'm here in the pub now with the fire on, Mark, because um, Storm Barra is coming in there to West Clare. And uh, I wouldn't, Larry, don't put this show out too early today, or I could have seven or eight in with the morning in it in West Clare <laughs> with a fire on, you know. Um, but, no um, but let's know uh, we digress as usual, but you're all, all good crack. Um, and as I said, well done on holding the fort. Superb, superb, uh, fairness, G. Uh, quieter weekend, lads, hurling front. Um, Mark, just a touch. It was sad news from Cork. One of my, as a defender, I suppose he was never a hero of mine, but he was always one that I dreaded as a Clare man in the great Shawnee Leary of y'all, that we all by the sea, neighbor of yours. And he was a fantastic, he's the kind of fella you couldn't see playing the modern game, maybe with the, 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 yeah. the build, but of course, if he was in the modern game, he'd be fitter, of course. And uh, but the hands, yeah. he the hands of God, hadn't he? And obviously, famous son in Tomas, well, and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what, I, what I mean, some of the goals we'd always think of the 84 Munster final and, and the 84 All Ireland final goals. Jesus, what a poach or what a, a one touch corner forward. Um, a huge loss to the area at a young age as well, 69. Great friend of my yeah. great friends, Danny Callanan's. Uh, they were great pals, the two of them, and played on obviously that great Cork three in a row team and that Clare team that. Won the two leagues and were denied by by, by Cork, but Callan would always speak, I suppose, uh, fondlier of Sean than any of the rest of them, and, and I had great respect for loads of them. So I can tell you what kind yeah. of a bloke. Yeah, um, I went to the funeral actually, Anthony, on Saturday, and um, it was a bitterly cold day, and it, 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 the minute his um, his coffin came out of the church to go into the hearse, it lashed out of the heavens, but he got a guard of honour. And uh, some people that were there now were Tim Crowley, Yamina Manny, Yamina Dunahusari, uh, Dermot McCurtain, Dennis Carlin. And you know who mm. come up to me? Pat Hartigan from Limerick. And by Jesus, I tell you this much, he was towering over me. And I said, I know he's about 70 years of age. He must have been some joint when he was playing, like, because he had such a stature. But... Um, in fairness to him, you know, I just and it just he came over and he said hello and introduced himself. I thought it was really good of him. But um going back to Shawnee, um like I, I was involved with him McKilly, won two county medals with him. He was involved from ninety-five, I think to two thousand. I can say if I put my hand in my hat and say he was the only reason that Imi Killy came together to win two counties, because there was I suppose over twenty junior clubs and intermediate clubs. And he was able to bring us all together uh, under one common goal, uh, common goal. And um, we 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 um, we had great days. And and we'll always remember the first county that was won in '97. We went down to Ballymacoda that night, and everybody from East Cork, right? And I mean everybody. There was people from Yall, Killer. Bella McCorda, Father O'Neill's, um, Carrie Tool, Klein, Rackarmuck, everybody congregated. And as you saw faces from everywhere. And um, I'll never forget, uh, we were in Jorfin's uh, cement lorry, and you know, there's the big dumpers, you could only see your heads out at the top of them, like and the cup was barely out over the top. Like, there's, there's a lot of random stuff, like the pitch dark and you're coming home after a county final at that hour. 
Well, I'll never forget, we went back into Finn's pub that night and it was pretty late and he just said, right, lads, I'm off to bed. He said, you can help yourself to the bar if you want. And there wasn't one person who was able to wag at that stage. But we had a fantastic time. And um, I suppose he's to, to his um, his children, Aideen and Kiran and Tomas. Aideen and Tomas spoke. Um, you know, Tomas spoke about, I suppose the one message that Tomas came uh, from, he said, look, I would have loved to hold for Cork. He said, having won a minor and Captain Cork doing a minor, but he said, I never played senior. But he said, my dad always told the three of us to follow our dreams. And he said, you don't have to be a holder. I don't mind what you are. Once you follow your dreams and trying to achieve the best you can at what you're doing. So that was a clear message from Tomas. Um, and he told a great story about his mam and how, how, how his mam met Shawnee. And she'll all be known as the girl with the big blue eyes. And it was a magnificent story, I'd have to say. How they got together, and um, I knew Geraldine very well, being involved with McKilly. Shawnee was also selector in '99. We went to Thailand together, um, and we many a night we had a drink, and she's just an absolute lady, like you know. And um, but you know, I thought he got a good send off. Great man, and great. There was a great crowd in the church and outside the church afterwards, and you know, just. I suppose it's life, uh, Dela, that there are people that we cross along the roads and stuff like that, and um, relationships are struck up, and you meet people, you enjoy their company, and, you know, I wanted to be there. I wanted to be at his funeral, um, but, like, in COVID, it's, it's difficult with COVID and stuff like that, but there was a magnificent crowd that I gave a send-off, and um, I just I just want to say, you know, condolences to the family and his friends and his neighbours, but, uh, and like he's living above in Glontana, which is an Aaron's own club, and his family, his kids played with Aaron's own, Tomas and Kieran. So, you know, we just wish, wish them all the well and um, delighted to be there. Well said, Mark. Uh, a fantastic tribute there. Absolutely. Um, from, from, you know, a, a divisional comrade of his and uh, a, Cork, a great Corkman. And one of the greats gone too soon. Um, unfortunately, as you said, that's life. And, and, um, uh, will all but his name will live on for sure and uh, great 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 tribute and um, I know that the, the O'Leary's and, and all in Imokili and that division will appreciate all that and, and uh, farewell Shawnee and, and sure I suppose look yeah it's great to meet Hartigan as well yeah he do you good to meet him one day he do you good, he do you good. yeah many many Hartigan so a few years ago and, and he, I was about 41 or 2 at the time and he was asking me was I still hurling and I said, Jesus, I am not bad. I says, you stop. I says, Jesus, go back and play a bit of junior. I says, as soon as you stop pulling the tugs up around your ass, he says, you'll feel old. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like five All-Stars in a row, full back, like, you know, uh, what, what a guy, you know. And uh, yeah. yeah, some man, some man, some man. Luke, oh, Liberty's man, TJ, obviously. Yeah, Liberty's man, in fairness, great Liberty supporter and has been for, for quite a long time. Um, but as you said, Marco, what, what, what a presence. Big, big man and, you know, uh, great man to be company with no one. Even even at the moment in in Limerick Hurling, where it's at the moment, he's very you know, pragmatic about the whole thing about everything about living in the moment. Let's not talk about next year and the year after. Talk about enjoying this one and yeah, yeah, very 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 good guy. Yeah, and that's probably why he was down there because it sounds for me and from what I know of him, the Sean O'Leary would be the same. He'd li- live it and enjoy it and and yeah, um, enjoy it, yeah. appreciate and, it. And, and the funny thing, I, I, Tomas paid a great tribute to Ray Cummins as well, Anthony, um, that both Shawnee and Ray were great friends off the field of play. 
And I've no doubt that Pat, probably Mark Ray Cummins on a huge amount of occasions. And Tomas said how the both of them worked together brilliantly. Like the Ray was a huge man as well at full forward. And that sometimes he was breaking the ball to Shawnee and Shawnee was skidding him into the net and stuff for that. But I'd say I have to get it. I'd say a fair few battles with with Cummins and Shawnee Leary at the time, like, you know. Don't you know, don't you know, don't you know. Um Back to the action, lads. We didn't have too many big ones. Um, there's a huge weekend ahead, obviously. Um, mouth-watering weekend ahead. Hopefully, someone will volunteer to give me a lift to the Gaelic grounds at least. And uh, get, get to see really good there, huh? <laughs> yeah, good to see the Clare Castle under 21s. I think they're in shield action. We've bowed out of the championship already. Things aren't great in the club, but uh, we might be after getting a reprieve in the relegation torture. Crushing one an objection to the Munster Council, so you'll never know. Uh, the whole Oh, That's stop, unbelievable, like, like you know, a loophole, a loophole, like you know. I know, I know, I know. You better like, tell the podcast how you're going to escape out of it, man. Well, I tell you what happened was we lost the three games, and like four. Well, why the Clare County Board just can't do things simple and play two semi-finals and the two losers go down? Like anyway, I, I've given them enough stick. I won't give them any more. But they decided to do it on a round robin basis, and then after one round, they called in the clubs and said, "Lads, in the case of a draw, which was every likelihood of." One team winning three games and having six points, and maybe as it happened in our group, the original group, three teams finished on two points. Like so, Six Mile Bridge won the three games in our group, and ourselves, Scarif and Shannon, and we had the worst scoring difference, so we went down into the relegation group. But they decided to do the same with the relegation, but they only told us after the first round. Now we had lost our first round. Uh, Christine had won the first round, but they decided to say let's score and difference and come into play. So Christine wound up on four points, so did Clooney, so did the Mills. We won no game. We were very competitive in the three games. We won no game. So we we had resigned ourselves. We were gone. But Christine objected and that you can't be relegated. Uh, the rules can't change halfway through the competition. And they were on four points and they were entitled to that playoff and they didn't get it. And of course, if you're a Clooney man or a Mills man, you're saying we were, to- we're told we're safe. We're not playing no more. <laughs> so I'm not certain of the complete ins and outs of it, but the Munster Council upheld Christine's objection and kicked it back to the Clare County Board to say they're in their rights. So it looks like now that the only possible outcome is the relegation competition is null and void, which may mean, may mean now I'm only uh, surmising and hoping that this is the case that no one goes down again in Clare this year, but the three probably would have to go down next year. You know the way they have to get you, have to get your senior now to 16 teams. So the three would have to go. So It'll be tough on some clubs who probably thought, geez, we might be sound now for a good few years. Only want to go down and want to come up. So, plus, there's True. a couple of teams that are down below and the intermediates don't have two big guns coming back down on top of them as well. Possibly now, it's nothing decided now, yeah. it's only gone back to the county board. But anyway, yeah, that's all ahead of us now. Yeah, but you like, never know. Like, doesn't it just prove about the loopholes and the bylaws and not having your business done right? I mean, surely oh. when they were setting up the championship. That they would have known there was a possibility of that coming down the track, like. Oh yeah, I mean, like it just there was two to go. There was going to be four groups, you know. There was going to be four bottom teams in the groups. Play, yeah. Draw the draw the four teams out of a hat. The two losers down. Semi-final. <laughs> That's yeah. usually what happens in relegation no, around the country, isn't it? it? Just made no sense. But someone, I, and I think even the same night now. I, I'm open to correction on all this now, lads, because I've only been following on social media. I think someone on the night proposed that round robin would be a better way of relegating two teams because you get a second chance. And I think there was a sidetrack, there was some row between the treasurer and, de- and a delegate, or not a de- even a delegate. Someone had to propose someone something, and 
it wasn't even didn't even get a second door, but it was adopted. I think. <laughs> no, look at <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that's that's a hundred percent gospel, but the, some of the stuff right. I've read, I'm confused at this stage. But anyway, it, it is it is where it is now. It's gone back to the Clare County Board, and we await. Ah, but look, yeah, oh god, yeah, just sometimes the mind baffles, but. If it works out for Castle's favour, I'll take it on this occasion. Oh, but, uh, would you you yeah. would you have a situation now that you have three clubs now, or sorry, two clubs in that was relegated, that yes. there could be ADMs coming up, there might be new managements coming or going, they don't know whether they're playing senior or intermediate. That's some right. fiasco now. And do you know what it just proves again, Taylor? You need a change at the top. Yeah, well, so, look, yeah. I've been call I've been calling for change for a good while. I believe there's new proposals for Vice chairman for treasurer, uh, talk of chairman. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, what I didn't hear you mention secretary the other day. <laughs> no, I think that that meant the secretary's um, um, contract is still uh, valid. Right. I think until mid twenty three. So unless the man walks away, I suppose we won't be changed there. But look at um, things are changing. I will say that things are changing. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you can sense the mood for change and that kind of thing. But. You yeah. just looked over the weekend at Kerry opening their new centre of excellence, which is very impressive, like, like a hotel. And, and we're looking out at our place in the weeds, going up to the, to the car park, like you know. Someone put up a picture of our place and a picture of the new place in 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 uh, outside Clarny, is it? I think it's outside Clarny, is it? Yeah, yeah, it didn't cost a whole pile more than what we're after spending, I think. Yeah, five million, isn't it? Five, five and a half million, or something like that. Yeah, I think it was eight. I think it was eight. eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It looks fantastic, Don. I know that um, Tony Tony Lean was there. I think I think he did a great interview. It's on it's on one of our podcasts here on on the Examiner with the great Mikey Sheehy um, on Thursday or Friday night before obviously that that all Kerry football three football final yesterday. So I think they did it from out there. I think actually in the centre of excellence. So. Yeah, looks a fantastic job and uh, an envy of a lot of places, I presume. So, look, hopefully we'll get there someday uh, before we cross the Jordan and uh, we'll see uh, <laughs> something there and go to watch a nice training session there or something like that. But as I said, we did quite a weekend, lads. But uh, I suppose Saturday we had a fair match now. I didn't see it. I was I was telling you, I was in the bed most of the day. Saturday I had a bad old reaction to too many tablets. I was up on the tablets over the weekend, the small bit, and... I missed actually. I missed the great Johnny Malone from Milton Malbe. <laughs> great, great player, uh, fullback. Uh, just Johnny Stag Party. You now it was kind of a flying column Stag Party, but we were one of the venues along the way. And it didn't break too much, Johnny. Fair play to you if you're listening. He's a good listener, I know. Gas man. Uh, good, 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 good character. Great, great Milton Malbe fullback. Uh, three, three championships won, I think. And Johnny's uh, getting married there soon. Wish him all the best of luck and thanks for the twist. And I'd love to have met him. Danger is I'd probably been kidnapped and brought to Milton Malbe um, with them. Uh, I also missed uh, a little a little two man syndicate mark from West Cork. I had uh, Gerard Harrington and his buddy, uh, the two old, too slow syndicate TJ they call themselves. <laughs> okay. Especially one of the two lads is married to a Claire woman, all right, but they came out specially to have a meet up. But I just wasn't up to Saturday. Um, but the Eilish entertained them for a while down here anyway. And, they had a good day anyway, I think. They had a bit of racing on the telly and the, the, the good lads. They might be two men now, I'd say, for, the, for a racing club, I'd say, for sure. Not so good, not shout not out, good, shout out to the two boys and, and appreciated the, the call out. But I, I missed the action, but was following Belly Hale and Mount Leinster Rangers and a bit of a hangover, I'd say, maybe. No, no disrespect at all to Mount Leinster Rangers, who we know have been great 
competitors in, in, in Leinster, both intermediate and at senior level, have been a, a great um, club and yeah. really, really put it up to Ballyhale. Maybe a little bit of a hangover from the, the TJ wedding and honeymoon and, and things like that. But, you know, somebody who I've obviously he's up against the likes of Owen Murphy down there, but I think Dean Mason made a massive save with, with seven or eight minutes to go from John Nolan to bring it back to a point. I think it was a one-on-one, and as we've seen Dean Mason for Valley Hale over the years, he's a, he's an unsung hero for me, that team, the, the keeper, off his line and smothered it, and they went up the field, and, and they kicked on a one by six. So Valley Hale marched on uh, to meet Ken's Rhinas, obviously, uh, yeah. next weekend. So that's a, that's a huge one, and I'd say Rhinas would be licking their chops there and having a good, right go at it, nothing to lose. And you can imagine young Hogan, now he wouldn't say too much to us today, but... Uh, um, Ballyhale obviously still the team to beat in the Ireland club lads but hard to keep going all the time isn't it? It is they're entitled to be favourites from what we've seen and even in the Kilkenny final there when Lachlan's through the kitchen sink them, they, they were still able to pull out that little bit more to just have a serious firepower and even yesterday just doing enough Um, I got the feeling from Ken last week and he was on about that it was important for them to represent awfully well and stuff that they're lining this up for a while and you know after winning three counties in a row just there was something about them that they they'll have a right cut off of this, but um, all four semi finals are on the weekend coming, so uh, two in Leinster and, and two in Munster, so yeah, plenty to play for. And even the other semi final there, um, is there's a great opportunity for either uh, Kilmacoddale, as you know, um, yes. or, or um, the, the Leash Boys, so like a great opportunity knocking out at, at the weekend, yeah. Um, Liam Rush got married actually, uh, up in Doolan, I think, on Friday, so I had uh. I had Chris Crummy and Keno Callahan Thursday night in for a, a few bevs, uh, warming up for the Friday. And um, okay. so they were a nice bit away from Doolan now, the two of them, but uh, <laughs> good lads now, good lad, great lads. And I was saying it to, to Keen, like that, that Ronan Hayes is really finding superb form, lads, for, you know, we saw after he missed that penalty in the county final in Dublin, yeah. what he could do an extra time and score the equalising goal against Nafina. And um, he was absolutely superb in, in their win against Raharney again. He got, did he get two goals or three goals? He definitely got two anyway. Um, and you can imagine, I was just saying to Keen, Keen, Christmas Day, could you not sit down with Con and just say, like, you know, <laughs> the, the seven in a row, seven in a row now in football is not a reality. Like, and he has a good few football medals. Could he not just say that Ronan Hayes and Con O'Callaghan would be a fair detail up front in that Leinster Championship next year, wouldn't they? They'd, I'll tell you, as a two man inside line now, twin towers, if you like. Jesus, it would make it would make Leinster really riveting, like you know, because we all know Henry. We see Aidan Hart has decided to call a halt. Joe has a call yeah. a halt, and we know there's going to probably be one or two more. Maybe we don't know. Uh, looking at David Burkis, do you think there's a good bit more in that tank the way he operated again? Uh, but you know, I just saying it to Keen, like, and he said, "Dale, do you not think I say it to him every time we meet? Would <laughs> you not hurl for a year? But isn't it to have a player of that quality? We don't even think about those things with." With Clare and Limerick yeah. and Cork, we, we, we're so yeah. used to getting the cream of the crop. But uh, True. Ronan Hayes for me. But they, Clark Bellacolla were, were, were good um, against the Rapparees. Now, the Raps obviously hadn't hurled in so long. And we we also spoke about that, how it's a help or a hindrance. And it didn't seem yeah. to bother Bally Gunner. But Bally Gunner wouldn't be too caught up in the football championship, which the Starlights would, the Rapparees would. So uh, I presume Bally Gunner were hurling hard and playing good challenge matches and looked the part in Ennis. Um, so that would be a big battle as well in Clock Bellacolla with the players they have. 
they have a lot of good hurlers, you know, in, in Picky and Willie Highland, Willie Highland. and Don't um, who else have the there wing back? Um, Jesus won't come to me now. Very impressive left half back, regular for leash. Uh, you know, they, they have they have serious pedigree in in that team. Um, do you think they'll trouble kill McCut Brooks? Well, he don't feel as well. Um, yeah. yeah, and yeah, that's a match mark because you know, <laughs> see, they don't they, like Leash beat Dublin two years ago in the championship. They'll say, Look, it's not Kula, it's Crocs. Yeah, no. you know, no. they, they don't have a history the winning the Crocs, Crocs have played well there, Anthony. They, they've yeah, had a couple of, and like, definitely in the FINA game, I thought they came of age that night because they looked dead and buried. They looked dead and buried. And they got themselves back into the game. And, and once they got the opportunity, they kicked on an extra time. I they just, did. They did. And the younger lads, like, you know. Yeah. yeah. The good lads, lads the strong, the physical. And here's the, when you have a key forward up, up front. Yeah, they won, they, won, they won three minors in a row there. And and uh, funny enough, two of the balls that brought him back into it, one that set up one of the goals and one that set up a point, like to Davy Crow and Parik Linehan, two of the minors uh, of last year nearly. They were minors last year. They were three in a row minors. They were the two lads that stormed up the field, one from cornerback, one from wingback with those two balls. And that sort of shows a little bit of a changing of a guard. But also then, if you were a running Hayes or a Fergal Whiteley, I know Sheena Rourke who are coming into your prime now and you're seeing these young lads coming through. It gives you great hope that you really have a team coming together. And I think that's that's the hope there. But they'll know the clock Balakala will be a serious, serious uh, game for mm. them there. And yeah. look at everyone yeah. will make Belly Hale champions to win or favourites to win Leinster, but still work to be done, I'd say there. Um but interesting and, and yeah, massive to look forward to. Um, TJ, you you were in Salt Hill. You just put up a picture of the program, so we knew you were there. Uh, but we knew you would be there, and yeah. But we wondered about yeah. you with the early start this morning as well, because Landers was going moving mares in from the storm and everything. But he, <laughs> of course, he was up early. He got the the flight wasn't delayed from Stansted last night. So the amazing thing about Salt Hill yesterday, first of all, was in December the first week. It was a beautiful day. day. The sun was shining. And it was very little wind. Anytime I've been in Salt Hill in the past, there's been howling winds down the field or it was pissing rain or whatever, like it usually is in Galway. And uh, yesterday was just beautiful. I suppose, first of all, really well done to St. Thomas's. Massive achievement. Four in a row in a county like Galway. It hasn't been done since the 60s. Um, like even the great Portumna teams and the Athen Wright teams, uh, the last two great teams maybe in, in Galway, yeah. they didn't do it. So incredible achievement. Hats off to the boys. You know, Kenneth Burke, he took on the challenge there, I suppose, after us, which I suppose he was probably had a bit of a hiding to nothing, really, Dale, because a yes. team that had won three in a row. Uh, tough, tough seat to fill in Kevin's seat. But what a job he's done, and they're playing brilliant stuff. And they won with a bit to spare again yesterday. They yeah. kind of breezed through the quarterfinal and the semifinal. Uh, decent match um, overall. And I suppose one for the historians out there. I asked one last week about Ken Hogan winning two counties in the same day. Here we have a situation where... Kenneth Burke is after leading St. Thomas's or managing St. Thomas's to win a county. And his father has managed St. Thomas's to win a county. So I wonder how many father and son teams that have led their own club to win a county title. So obviously uh, a unique achievement for the family. And, you know, the Burks, a lot of centred around him in St. Thomas's. They make up a huge part of the team and, you know, great, great family. But great win. Uh, four in a row. What, what, what more can I say? On the day, they were the better side. Mm. Um First quarter in first Clarenbridge, they came out all guns blazing. They were four three up and uh, at the water break. 
forwards are decent. They're young. Definitely a team going places. You know, and I read in the programme, even Cambridge have just won the minor championship in Galway. And they also won the under-15 All-Ireland Fail-Ed this year. I think they beat Belly Gunner in the final. And I could have beat Moan Lean in the semi-final. And so there's an awful lot of work going on there underage. And there's a really good picture of the under-15s there in the programme. And I see even Michal Dunno who's involved in the coaching of them. So Clarence Bridge, definitely a team for the future. Um, they relied on Evan Nyland's freeze to kind of keep them in the game. They only scored one point from play in the second half, which obviously wouldn't be good enough to win a, a, a county final. But hats off to St. Thomas's all around the pitch. Like, whatever you say about teams and, 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 and getting over the line, these guys have that drive and the ambition to work hard. They keep themselves really well. They train hard. They hold each other accountable for everything that's done during the year. And like to win four counties in a row is just a unique achievement. And they'll be spoken about as one of the greatest teams in Galway for a long time. Uh, in a county where the club hurling is, I don't know how you describe it best, Delux, is basically tough going at times. Like in rough teams, like having a cut off each other. And you know what? We used to have a manager one time, Jack, Pat Jack Maloney. He had a great record as well. I think he won five or six championships as manager of us. But he used to play three rounds against Galway teams. And often we couldn't go back to the same place because to be abandoned or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but we, we get back onto the bus after the third round. It's probably 10 days out from the first round in Clare. And he used to clear in the front of the bus. No, he'd say, lads, we're ready. What, what, whatever's in the banner. <laughs> <Because> the, <laughs> the, the club hurling up there was pretty savage at the time. You were lucky to make the bus uh, on, on certain nights coming out of Lockery and, and Turlock Moor and places. Jesus, that and Ryan ourselves, he was having a hot and heavy as well. Sarsfield as well, even. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and Thomas is... Marco, they have a lot of young fellas playing like um, Evan Duggan, like guys, guys who played with, with the Galway underage for the last couple of years. Evan Duggan, Oshin Flannery, uh, Victor Manzo came on. And even there's another guy there who I have a lot of time for who was injured this year and he's just making his way back in John Head. Um, so you know, the team is generally young. Um, obviously, the, the, the centre of the spine of the team with the Coonies and the Burks. Um, and I suppose just to go through the Burks, like Finton Burke was at fullback. Um, uh, David Burke, Bernard Burke in the middle of the field, Aina Burke, Dara Burke, just incredible guys, and they just have a great. And they're all brothers. No, Fenton isn't the brother, but the rest of them are. Isn't he? Uh, right. yeah. Including the manager, uh, Kenneth's another brother. <laughs> Kenneth, Kenneth's brother, all right, yeah, the manager, yeah. So, yeah. Um, so, uh, and Shane Cooney at six, and Connor Cooney at eleven. And I suppose to go to Connor Cooney for a second. First of all, um, his unique achievement: he's lifted the cup four years in a row which is incredible, and Brilliant. he led the team yesterday from centre-forward, scored six frees and scored five points from play, massive return, led the line incredibly, um, just unmarkable on the day. He was picked up by TJ Brennan, and no fault to his, Connor was on his game, the use of the ball was very, very good. And just the other thing too, Marco, which I know you'd like, is that there's two players in the team, uh, on St. Thomas's team, the goalie Gerald Kelly and the cornerback David Sherry, who both lost their mam during the year. And Connor invited the two boys up to lift the cup with him after oh, after, nice after winning the county, which was which was a nice touch. But they're they're very united. Like anybody, I mean anybody who passes through St. Thomas's will know. I don't, I don't think there's even a shop there at the moment. They were saying there isn't a whole lot there. It's very rural, so it's like basically it's 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 hurling and probably farm and I'd say in the main. And Dahlia's pub. Dahlia was there yesterday. Actually, I was looking for my side in the, in, the, in the middle of the crowd, but um. Yeah, he's 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 a, a St. Thomas's man, uh, but just just a, an unbelievable like to set out on the road 
to try and win a county title in any of the counties, I would say in the traditional county, is very difficult. And to go and put four of them. And, uh, Kevin was reminding me last night, I think in four years, they've lost one championship match, which is mm. just incredible, even in, in, in their own robin. So, yeah, incredible. unique. Um, uh, like, come here, even that, that we're on about records, uh, TJ, they've never lost the county final, obviously, now as well. That's their sixth one. Obviously, they, they didn't make the breakthrough until later. You know, obviously, they wouldn't have been senior even until they came up from intermediate that first time, I think um, a year or two before they won the first senior and uh, they've won every final they've been in. But I'd say the Connor Cooney captain thing is, is fairly unique as well. Four in a row Four is a row, one thing, but the same captain must be unique. I'd say anywhere you'd go, um, that might have happened too often. Now, we, obviously, we, we don't know, but an awful lot of clubs would rotate the captain, but yeah. Thomas is obviously happy with the league. I Four mean, you know, for me now as well, like, you know, Mark, you you've yeah. seen these players all year in in Evan Island, now, and he hadn't as much support up front, let's say, as Conor Cooney had. There's no doubt about that now, and they were more yeah. defensive than Thomas's. And I wanted to mention one man as well, TJ. I was really James Regan playing as good a hurling as I saw yesterday. Like James is in the twilight of his career, like you know, and really for me, he looked as sprightly yesterday as when he was hurling for Galway. You know, really threatening, and even in that first quarter when they weren't in it, he was the one man that was kind of settled into the play very quickly and he's a great leader for them up there as well so let's say for sure Conor Cooney had way more Oshin Flannery was dangerous Dara Burke two very good points in play and was well stuck in from early on I think picked up an early yellow but Cooney 11 points Nyland 10 points but the hugely significant thing Cooney 5 from play Nyland 1 point from play which was the last puck of the game and which probably should have been a goal opportunity really that he should have gone for they were down for but Nyland didn't seem to for me no not been hard on him because he lacked support mm-hmm. Shane Cooney dominated that matchup but Shane Cooney's a great centre back though like I mean to have Finton mm-hmm. at three and Shane at six and a good a good orchestra around them and David Hurling as good as ever in front of them and then Connor and I said Regan Flannery you can list them off Darabur. but like from me, yeah. you know just the, the overall Nyland, Nyland still has to answer the questions from play, I think. You know, that's the big thing for me. Like some of the frees were breathtaking now. And normally we would say, because yeah. a few lads watching it here at me in the pub and they're saying, geez, you'll never score from out there in Salt Hill. And I'd say, lads, it is a kind of a really pet day in Salt Hill. There doesn't seem to be any wind. But he's as good a long-distance free taker as I've ever seen. And that sense of replacing yeah. Joe Kenning, there is no issue with the freeze. I think he's, he's a superb free taker. But... Uh, it, it just remains that, that Henry will be looking and saying, now, obviously, you could have Conor Cooney and Evan Nyland in a half-hour time next year, so there could be a completely different uh, outlook on that one. You could. And in fairness, Clarence Bridget, nice forwards as well. Like, Evan Lee was very good, 12. Like, very there's good. a little small flow there. Matt Kennedy, um, number 13, got a couple of nice scores as well. So, definitely for Clarence Bridget, they're young, and I think and I think they will come. But to go back to James Regan, definitely one of the leaders of the team. Himself and David Burke there, like I think Rigo's 30, I think David Burke might be 31 or whatever. They've enough out of hurling done. But they're brilliant boys to have around the group. And they just as I said driving training, as I said, making sure everything is run right. Those guys just they're, they're, they're as good a leaders as you'd have anywhere. And and as I said, I will agree, like Rigo at in the half hour and we had him in midfield there for a while, but in the half hour and he's added a bit more. He chipped in with his couple of scores and they probably were unlucky maybe for that goal in the first half. I think to be fair to Liam Gordon, he had the whistle blown 
if I was down in the line, I probably wouldn't have agreed with it, but it looked like it was the right call at the time. So, I thought he was watching it, and um, you know, I thought it was a goal, <laughs> and uh, he had a good game, Liam Gordon, actually, riffing. But um, I was saying, your man is probably sitting in the stand now. I thought he was, and he's nice and calm, and he's saying, ah, well, yeah, hurling better now when he went the second quarter, and you know, but if he was below on the line, poor old Liam Gordon would have been, been getting it, like, you know. Yeah, I was I was saying to the boys, they seem to be hurling better now than when we, when we were there, to be fair. Yeah. And one other thing, Dillard, to go back, like St. Thomas's, for people who don't know, is in between Gart and Loch Ray. It's on the main road there, right? And it's made up of kind of two towns lens in uh, Peterswell and Kilcreast. And in the Mulcairns was telling me that Peterswell, they have seven county titles to their name, like the last one being, I think, back around 1907. And then obviously after that, the, the, the formation, and then St. Thomas has grown. Um, but Peter's well have never lost a final either, as and now St. St. Thomas is having. So it's just um, it seems to be in their DNA that once they get there, they, they, they win them. But they, they they showed plenty of hunger, and I suppose that's the challenge for any team is that when you win one and whatever to go on to be just great teams. But they've joined, as I said, the pantheon of all the great teams in Galway now. And it was a six in a row done once, Marco, by um, Perlock Moore back in the sixties. So I'm sure today today when um, the pints are flown and the crack Did is we discuss that? The, I, I'm sure Bisto, no, uh, Brendan Farrell, a great character. Um, his father's an auctioneer's business there in, in, in Gart. He'll be on about to drive for five, I'd imagine, today. So um, that's the way those <laughs> boys think and, 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 and they'll, they'll be looking forward. No, but a great team, great club to be around. And I said, even yesterday on, on, on the pitch afterwards, meeting some of the families there and stuff, like just, just really, really great people. Just, uh, a, a, a lovely club to have been involved with and just really, really happy times for myself that we had a bit of success. But And you know what? The, the maturity they showed and mm. the firepower that they have, these boys will have a rattle off whoever's coming. That's the, the question. That. Uh, that's the question I was going to ask you, TJ. Is there a chance, are they dark hostels for the All-Ireland Club? We ought to I like, I I'll go back to like all three years. We two, three years ago we met uh, Belly Hale in in in, in Crow Park, and I'm not sure if a county team would have beat them. That they they were just on fire, Belly Hale. We probably would have been we, no no probably about it. We definitely would have been disappointed um, that we didn't take out Boris Lee in the Gaelic Crowns the year after. That was definitely a, 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 a disappointment along the way. There was no obviously um, club campaign last year. So these boys are in a good place now, and you know with Galway. Um, when they exited the championship, I suppose one of the advantages uh, that someone like St. Thomas has had, Delo, was that David Burke didn't put a huge amount of miles or Conor Cooney and these boys. They came back mm. to the club refreshed. They were mad for road. And St. Thomas has got the full benefit of it. But yeah, and then they have a leash man there, um, Tommy Fisherell coaching them, Kenneth's the manager, Carl Daly, Adrian Sherry, really, really good management team. And as I yeah. said, in fairness to them, they took on a difficult role because they were probably on a bit of a hiding to nothing. With the job done, met Kenneth after the game. So I'm really, 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 really pleased for him. And as I said, uh, is is there another father and son combination out there that have managed their home team to a county success? Good question for all the historians out there. They'll see if someone can come up with something like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. I must check it out there at home. <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> no, um, word for Tommy Fitzgerald as well. TJ obviously taking over from yourself, not easy, but. Well got with Eddie and Niall Corker and with Leash. Um, Port Leash man was a good player as well and uh, good reputation as well, I think. So, obviously, Thomas is. And that was one of the things I felt watching the game yesterday. Very good teams like that. They don't do panic, do they? Another team maybe inside in the county final lose the first quarter. 
and kind of there's a bit of panic in that first huddle. There's no panic at all. Cologne got the first four scores of the of the second quarter, and that's the kind of thing you want. One of the things though, we're going to talk in a bit now, lads, about provincial semi-finals. We've we've talked about the Leinster ones, let's say, and the Munster ones yep. now coming, and there's a great Ulster semi-final as well. Bugbear mind TJ straight out. Fucking hated that the Galway champions get a free pass to the All Ireland semi final. I don't think it does them too many favours either. But funny enough, Galway clubs have an unreal record of winning All Ireland clubs compared to the county team now. So it is some bit of a help. But it's different, obviously, this year. Isn't as long to wait either. We're into December. Semi final will be played in January. So in that sense, um, but it'll be something, I think, that the Galway. Galway must be put under pressure to get their championship finished on time and go into Leinster the same as, as the Galway teams are playing now in the county. I, I, I totally believe that. Even up to Ulster, where there's a good good club club scene, I, I totally believe that. But I would, TJ, and I'd say, after doing the three in a row and maybe not winning that All-Ireland club, and as you say, Belly Hale was probably... Belly Hale was a disappointing one as well, wasn't it, for them? Um, it would have been, yeah. Back, yeah, because they didn't hold it all in the first half that day. No, didn't know it at all. So, yeah, yeah, so there is a beat with the yeah, quality they team they have. Yeah, they have won one, and no doubt, I, I, I'd i say definitely in that dressing room, it'd definitely be on their minds. They'll want to put this, have a right rattle off of this. Not ideal, I would agree with you, Dale, or there, in, in, in the sense that the other guys will be playing, and they'll be playing right up to like the Munster Club final, I think is not fixed for an, an early January. So, you know, yeah. those, those teams will be just coming off. Games and winning games, whereas Thomas will be waiting in the wings. So what do they have now? About six weeks or so, is it? And yeah, but it's a, it's, a, it's a help and a hindrance. Period. Yeah, it's a help and a hindrance. They don't have to worry about who they'll meet in the Munster semi-final. Like we're looking now at Belly Bucklin, Lockmore, Castellani, Kilmallock, and Middleton. Massive, massive games. Schlock, Neil, and Dunlai. Don't have to worry about that. Like, is it drama, Dillo? Because we were wondering yesterday after the game. Do you know the way? The Munster last Club, year. or sorry, the Ireland Club wasn't played last year. Yeah, so it would it stay it would stay to last year's draw. I'd, I'd imagine. Would it stay to last year's draw then, or would you skip last year's draw, Marco? I'd say we stay with last year's draw. Come on, Larry. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'd say last, last year's draw should stand. I would, I would, I would presume, TJ. In fact, that where would that have gone within? I think so. That, I think that makes them. They'll be playing either Leinster or Ulster. I think then. Okay. Genuinely, okay. well. Not hundred percent sure. So there was a, there was a little bit. There was a few questions about that last night. Award yeah, in Clarence Bridge as well. There, there were there were like again to go back to GA TV. Good spectacle. I just said not not, not a classic, but really good hurling match. Some quality scores in the game. Uh, two really well prepared sides. And uh, Clarence Bridge are very young. As I said, they've they've definitely on the way up. I think they will be there for the next couple of years. And just unfortunately, yesterday they, they kind of met just a, a, a crack Thomas aside. But um, yeah, good management team, nice players. I think you'll hear more of them. Henry was oh, in yeah. the crowd. Uh, yeah. I, saw, I, saw, I saw him from a distance. The most Galway people you meet, they're excited. They know they've an awful lot of good players up there. They know they've an awful lot of players with underage medals. I did meet Kevin after the game and I, t- I was telling him with all the pressure that he was under and he was laughing at me and all them things. But they, it, I suppose the challenge for those guys, as we all know, anyone who's been involved in inter-county management is is getting that balance and that mix and that build right. That's a tough ask. And everything's going to happen quick here now. We spoke the other last week about the first round of the championship is coming the 16th of April that weekend. Yes. So things are going to happen quick here now, right? And let's say with those players there in Clarenbridge and St. Thomas's, they mightn't have, let's say, Thomas's players until 
let's say the first of February and then trying to put that together yeah. and you're playing championship in April. So a lot of that's going to happen quick, but that's the challenge for those guys. But the, the exciting thing for them is there's a lot of players here. It's trying to get all the other pieces to fit. All the pieces of the jigsaw I feel are there. Putting it together will be a big challenge for the boys. But yeah, I think it's a big challenge. Thing. I think it's a big challenge. And on that, you understand the, 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 the quality. I, one of my late up days there, TJ, looking for something to do, I... I, I bought the Galway minor final. Uh, great game. She's so, um, um, what's called, sorry, you know, um, Cambridge. Cambridge and or more Mary yeah. neighbours, of course. And she's the right match, you know, tough enough conditions in the stadium that day. But the standard of hurling, like you were saying, Jesus, there's no fear. Uh, was, was that live streamed, Dela? Was, was live streamed, yeah, for six to seven quid now. You know, a minor, a minor county final was nice. Minor, yeah. minor final, yeah, it's great. Oh, you can watch so much sport now, it's great. I know a couple of bob of what we'll be spending, you'll be spending it on two coffees. Do you know? Yeah, um, it's, it's great stuff. if you had to drive, if you had to drive from where you are, you'd probably right. lose four hours. Whereas you could oh, yeah. sit down and turn it on and be done in an hour and ten minutes. You can, you can, you can, yeah. I'd still rather go, but uh, for a minor final, which you probably wouldn't go to, do you know. In another right. county, yeah, all the way to South um, like, well, I'd love to go on yesterday now, but um, before before we go, um, you know, Davy Burke in the middle of the field, I think as a leader and as a player, mm. he definitely has more to offer. Um, yes, like very in, evident. In, in, in my time in dressing rooms, he's as good a character as I've been around, and as I said, just an honest broker, just really wants to get on with it, and he's not afraid of the hard work. Like, and definitely has something to offer for Galway going forward. I believe. Agreed totally. Now had my doubts, you know, on, on the intercounty scene, and Jesus, very, very good yesterday, and and watched the Garth game as well. Really controlled the middle, and and uh, yeah, oh, Davy Brooks a class act. Like you just, you just need him kind of that going well, TJ, don't you? When, when he's yeah. going well, the confidence sort of soars through him, and he'll actually try things that we associate with Joe Canning probably more than anybody else, and he has that sort of special talent and. Yeah, the energy levels looked very high um, with him yesterday. And, uh, you know, yeah, I, I think that... Look, I'm not having any go at all at this great Thomas's team. I, I really admire them. I just don't like the Galway team getting straight to the semi-final every year. That's the yeah. only point. It's yeah. not yeah, just no, Thomas's team. It's, it's, it's a fair point. It's a fair yeah, point. yeah, yeah. If I had stayed with Sarsfields and we'd have won it um, and we were true now... I would still also hold my hands up this morning, TJ, and admit that we shouldn't yeah. be straight through, you know. But I, I will say this, Dana, I, I will say this, right? And we all we all felt when Galway senior Holland team went into Leinster, it was great for hurling. And that was the reason they went when one of the reasons was to stop them getting straight to the semi-final. But there's a good few of the counties inside in Leinster now are not happy that Galway are in Leinster because it's obviously taking an opportunity from the original Leinster clubs. Of, of getting forward in the championship. Well, I still think the right thing to do now. Ah, look at hold on, like I mean, um Antrim were in there as well last year. And look, look at the look at the pile of shite, let's face it, that we have in football and you know, being voted down and and it having a majority to go to kind of a a round robin system and, and that kind of thing to level it up. And look at the two conferences we have in hurling now. Okay, we still and and but we've even accepted a round robin in the Munster Championship now, which is a huge change from what we grew up with. The do or yeah. die Munster Championship and maybe gone. And we 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 had to, we had to get used to a back door and we had to get used to ourselves beating Tipping and Munster final and beating them again in our final. You know, so yeah. we've all gone through the changes. So I've no sympathy for Wexfords and Dublins and being quite honest with you, to, for being involved at Dublin to beat Galway in a Leinster final, Mark, 
having beaten Kilkenny and Wexford, it made it triply special. You know, yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I, I don't have any sympathy for anyone there. I think it's a neat, think level the, playing the big, field. The biggest, the biggest moaners of the whole lot were Kilkenny for a while because they were winning Leinster and they automatically found that there was a team good enough to beat them, and they were the crowd that was complaining most because they were they were starting to be beaten on a bit more regular basis. A step for wives. So that's come here well, massive weekend ahead. Before we go, before we go out from St. Thomas, is a couple like in my years up there, all the you stories don't have happened. to fucking tank now, Johnny's Please. uncle and Paddy's no, no, mother, no, no. and who this, made this, the tear three years this, ago. Like, there's a great story. I was talking about Brendan Farrell there a while ago, Bisto and his father, Colm is the auctioneer in Garth, right. But the stories, and there are some brilliant stories around it, that basically anybody who comes to the area looking for a house or looking to move out that side, like they're well vetted. And if there's hurling in the blood, the house is always bought in St. Thomas's. I think even, I think Dahi O'Shea even came on to that, like he had to be in Thomas's. So it pays to have engineers uh, involved in the club because then you can influence who's moving into the parish. So... That's part of the um, the, yeah. the strategy in, in St. Thomas as well. I don't know where the Dahi O'Shea um, Hurling connection comes into play, but I suppose <laughs> he'd been a good football man, a good yeah. men's man, as we all know, Dahi, a gas man, and married to Rosa Tralee. Yes. There's a good chance of decent breeding coming yeah, along exactly there somewhere. So, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So, if, there's any, if there's any banging going on in my background, that's Declan Keane, to be fair to him, former leaseholder of Morty Browns, is outside putting reinforcing on my summer shed out the back, so if there's oh, any bang nice. coming through there. I've actually Barrow's texting coming. to keep it down for 15 minutes. He'll shoot me because he's going to do me a favour because it's due in tonight, I think, you know, so. Um, no, great stuff. Well done, Thomas's four in a row. Just great, really, as you said, established themselves as, as, as one of Galway's super clubs. I think someone did an article, I think, uh, somewhere the weekend. and uh, Independent, yeah. Yeah, since Galway. What? I don't, I don't I never heard of that paper, TJ, but... Um, uh, they just did an article and since 75 when Galway won that National League Division 1 that, that kind of a few super clubs have come on and definitely Thomas has taken their place now right up there I yeah. think and uh, you know uh, the best to look to them going forward as I say I think they have a huge chance because as you said TJ the older guys are going really well some of these younger fellas young Flannery in particular I would say is really stepping up to this level I think they see the chance again now back there two hours now from that Tommy Moore Cup, no other count, no other club can say that. You know, there's there's four massive clubs here that we're going to talk about. They're they're two hours away from the Munster Club trophy. Do you know? So that'll tell you yeah, like it, it is it is more tempting. Great one the weekend as well, lads. Just want to touch on it. Ulster Club has become very good as as we know. Uh, Schlock Neil having won. We're on, I was on about Belly Gunner. Uh, eight in a row in Watford, Schlock Neil nine in a row in Derry, and have shown against Kilkenny champions, against Munster champions, how good they've been in, in Ireland semi finals and, and regularly now beating the Antrim and Down champions. So I think that's a massive one in Armagh. I'm not sure if it's Saturday or Sunday. Schlock Neil and Dunloy, huge game, um, massive game then. Bally Cran, who won a great down final in extra time against Portaferry waiting in the Ulster Club final. And we all know, as opposed to maybe Intercounty, that the Ulster Club team's really, really good as well. And obviously yeah. have won it on a couple of occasions and have regularly been in the final. So I think that's a, that'll be a really good one. I, that'll be one I'll be trying to purchase if it doesn't clash with um, 
something more close to home. Uh, we have the junior semi-finals, I think, in Munster. Uh, we have the intermediate. We have courses are playing among us. Really want to look forward to there, I think. Uh, and a very good one as well, Dunhill from Watford. Beat what I thought was a lovely Killaloo side, actually. Uh, your trainer yesterday, um, Mr. O'Brien, would have a, a big interest in, in Smith O'Brien's Killaloo, but they were beaten by yeah. Dunhill by two points. And they take on Meowl Muckers uh, down across the pond in Kilmiley, who obviously had a massive win uh, down in Temple Tui. Temple Tui. Uh, the tip champion. So, I mean... Great, great stuff to look forward to there with the junior as well. Special shout out to another one of my favourite clubs. And I know you'll, you'll all have your favourites. I know Caroline are there, TJ as well. But O'Gunlaw, a club that I've, for many years, myself and Eilish in the 90s, went over to their dinner dance uh, in Killaloo. Uh, they'd go to the Lakeside Hotel, which is actually on the tip side in Killaloo. But uh, it might take you two days to get home from O'Gunlaw. <laughs> <laughs> we were childless at the time. We were going out together. This is even before the 95 breakthrough now. And, I think I promised them around 93 or 4 that some year I was going to come back to the O'Gunlaw dinner dance with the Lee McCarthy Cup. And I think they got a bit of applauding, but most of them were skitting into their, uh, their, <laughs> their napkins at the tables. But you know what? When I wound up bringing it along a couple yeah. of years later, uh, always have a special. And they were great senior club, obviously, with the Ford brothers, David Ford and Cullum and, and, uh, and uh, four Fords at one stage and the Sheedies and all. And went to a couple of clear semi-finals, very unlucky, but have dropped down the ranks to junior A, but have won that and have won the first round in, in Munster and uh, they're out the weekend as well. So, And Dale, just one, I met a guy yesterday, um, Cullum, he was involved in the management team in Eastkey St. Farnans in Sligo and they played the, the Connacht junior final against Salt Hill next weekend, the game that he was really looking forward to. They've, they've put back-to-back titles in Sligo. He's kind of saying to keep an eye out for them. Eastkey St. Farnans, you've heard it here first. And he was telling me that um, no team from Sligo has ever won the Junior All-Ireland. So it, I know that he said he's got to get over next weekend first, but it's something that he's trying to put right. So keep an eye out for a team, Eastkey St. Farnans from Sligo. And brilliant, and brilliant as well, TJ. I know, I know Toreen went to London the weekend. I don't know whether they're on your flight home now, Mac. Obviously, they were probably trying to fly <laughs> back to North, or Shannon or somewhere, but they went to London and beat the London champions in the uh, Connacht Intermediate. And just to read Martin Fogarty stepping down after five massive years, Martin Fogarty, who took over yeah. from Paddy Butler, obviously great hurling man, but he he spoke about, you know, the, the interest in hurling. Massive. Some of the counties with only, you know, two and three senior teams, with the absolute love of the, of the hurling. And we, we would love to give more time to those count clubs and those stories on a pod, but it, it's hard or we'd be GDA going over. TV, Marco? <laughs> That's to happen. They'll be calling it TJ Ryan TV shortly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> the red zone, Paul Mercer. The red zone, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But obviously, lads, we know we spoke about Leinster and Belly Hale will be favourites. We expect the bowl Ken Hogan to put up a big show and uh, Kim McCode will be slight favourites against uh, Clark Balakala. But I, I, I honestly see that as a, a big battle and um, two huge battles in, in Munster, lads. Obviously, um, Belly Gunner bringing Lockmore out to, out to Dungarvan as well, which is. A bit unusual, I think, um, that they're not playing in Walsh Park, but obviously this time of the year, Walsh Park. And lads, you'd have all seen uh, Belly Gunner last weekend. I know now it might have been clashing a bit with mm-hmm. the Lockmore game, but I think it was on before it. But Cusick Park, lads, one of the Clare County Board's credit, and you know, we, I give them enough stick, as I've often said on this show, but they have Cusick Park, lads, as good as Crow Park or Pocky Keeve. The surface in Cusick Park in the winter now is just like a cork. 
It's incredible. Good. And I think Ballygunner absolutely loved it. I think if they could play every game in QC Park and Innes, they'd drive up for the rest of the Munster right. club. There'd be three times coming to Innes, imagine, from Watford City, which would be unbelievable. But that it just suited them down to the ground. And obviously, Bellier and minus Tony Kelly probably had achieved what they wanted to achieve in winning the Clare Championship without him for semi-final and final. So, um, it, it is a different ball game. Lock more. How much yesterday again, lads? Extra time in the football. The Gunners, it has to have an effect, though. Yeah, I see they're, they're nearly even money favourites to win Munster. Probably expected to have too much around the field, but by God, even even watching Lockmore yesterday, you'd say Rogan has had it, and they still came back. And who who came up with the, the leveling kick on John McGrath yeah. to bring it to extra time? So they will never give up, and I'm sure they'll rest up now during the week after extra time, and they'll go all guns blazing to watch Park and Belly Gunner better be well ready. I'd say for what 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 will face them. Yep, I would agree with you 100%, uh, Anthony. Um, like, they're just to speak a small little bit about Lockmore. This is their 19th weekend, I think, on the road between hurling and football. I That has to be a record in any men's language, right? How they, and, and a good few of those games have gone to extra time as well. So to, to hear the yesterday's football match, when I think that's the last thing that Frankie McGrath would have wanted was extra time in a football match. But anyway, it doesn't matter to these guys. They are as hardy as hell, and it's some tribute to them. They are probably coming up against the team, and Belly going to really do fancy themselves, I would say now, because they've won so many counties in Waterford. They expect that they should be after putting a Munster title onto the to the counties that have won. So they'll be they'll be itching, I think, and they are. They're very seasoned as well now, Belly Gunner. I I think they'll they'll have a they'll I think they'll be I think they'll they'll have they'll have it over a lot more. I'd have to say, um, a bit unusual that it's coming out of the city, that out of Welsh Park. That is that's a yeah. bit unusual now because like it would be a home ground for for Belly Gunner going out to Dungavan is a bit of a strange one. Now unless there's some remedial work going on in Welsh Park. That we're not aware of to get ready for the round robins next year. That there could be a bit of redevelopment or something going on there. Maybe that is the reason for it. But um, like, I don't think Belly Gunner would want to be coming out of the city, out into the country to play them. But um, I think they'll slight, they'll have more from them. And like, I, I, I felt that Belly Hay put up no resistance whatsoever. I think winning the county. In mm. Clare, without Tony Kelly, was their Everest? I felt this year, and the scoreline reflected that. I think, and um, and that would be no disrespect to Belly Hayes. Just I think that they, once they won the county, that was a massive achievement without Tony. But yeah. again, you're taking on the favourites for the championship, and Belly Hay, or sorry, Belly Gunner, will have eyes in more than just the Munster Crown. I would suspect at the stage as well. So I'd fancy them there down down in Dungavan, Anthony. Yeah, they hardly have a weak link, TJ. And even their lads that have stepped away from the county would say Philip and uh, I don't know if Parik's gone for good, but Stephen O'Keefe, even in goal. And Jesus, like uh, like some Mikey Manny centre forward, great. Kid. He was excellent yeah, last than Mikey yeah. Manny. Yeah. Desi Hutchinson, midfield. Jesus, they like Barry Cochran playing as good as ever. <laughs> like, they, they, they seem to have that blend. Um, uh, what's it called? Peter Hogan, wing forward, pace and. They look to have it at every angle. The one thing I would say with Lockmore is if you get into a dogfight, though, 
like more Irish. No better boys. Oh, like they will go tooth and nail. And for me, it would be crucial that Belly Gunner get that three or four points ahead maybe early and maybe have a four or five point lead at halftime. And of course, the weather is to turn tomorrow night, whether it'd still be bad for the weekend now is another day's work. But could be a funny one in Dungarvan, like by the sea as well. So it's it's an intriguing one. Yeah. I'll agree with you there. Like those those players there, you said Philip Parrick, Manny, Stephen O'Keefe, Barry Cox, and guys who stepped away from the county, some club men now, and they look fierce, impressive the last day. On the money, there was a question mark about them maybe having their county final so much so much earlier than everywhere else, but they were they were spot on. And I, I'd imagine that they will be gunning for this and trying to get to a monster final. And I will be go along with Marco. I think the the, the lot more thing has to have an effect somewhere along the way. It just like I said, yes, a machine wouldn't keep going for nine week, nineteen weeks in a row. Oh no, and I, I look at, I go along with you. I think, I think they might have picked up a few strains as well. Yesterday, I think the the, the McGraths came through okay, and I think Brian got another uh, sixty, whatever they played. They played ninety or what? They played eighty minutes. Yeah, through it again. So now, obviously, he'll be he'll be back in full flow for the weekend. But uh, just think, the Gunners probably have just, just that, that they have the game under their belt now after the break for yeah. the water final yeah. as well. No, it wasn't much of a match, as you said, Mark, I think. And will Lockmore be a little bit like Bellier in the sense that they got the double in tip, which eludes them last year. You know, there can Correct. be that now. Yeah. Couldn't have shown too many signs of that again because a rogue, lads would a rogue would be fancied now if they get Finn Barrows at home in the football that they really would. A rogue have a brilliant yeah. football team now on paper now. They, they go out of games. Like, geez, I'm not going to talk about them now too much because they're a very, very good football team and they're well liked and clear as 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 monster club contenders. So, um, so but Lockmore showed that fight and they will. They're obviously still more of a hurling club. In that tip is more of a hurling county, so it's still the tip champions yeah. against the Waterford champions. But Belly Gunner, I suppose, yeah. are exceptional Waterford champions. That we give them, we give them three, uh, yeah. three I votes. I think. I think the I think Ballygunner the game will stand to them. I think the Dufty Diesel will be blown out. Like that's what that's what yeah. I'd be saying now. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I think they have a they gave a real confident club, very professional club. Sean O'Donnell, I'd say, is probably in the background TJ as well on the video analysis. They don't spare anything down in Ballygunner. They will be they'll be really fancying their chances, I think, Anthony. Yeah, and as TJ said, there's probably an eye on more, and you said as well, Mark, on, on more than Munster Club, even there, you know. That yeah, they, yeah. There would be so, a chance now of, of being up there as one of the real contenders for the Tommy Moore. The other one is on a little bit later, I think, lads. Um, I think, am, am I right? It's on one, one is one o'clock and one is three o'clock. I might have to, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the board um, on TV. Board on TV, TJ, which is fantastic as well for us. <laughs> um, I'd like to go to this as well, though. I have to say, though, you know, because I, I, I'm fascinated with this one because this Middleton team have really grown on me. And I could nearly say the very same about Kim Alloc, uh, because, you know, you would say probably the well Napier Sig were that little step back. Even maybe Dune were nearly as fancied as the step ahead of Kim Alloc. And yet that old Balbeck, you know, determination without Paddy O'Loughlin. Came into play, and I believe Paddy's back in harness now. And I say, it wouldn't take too much to get Paddy fit. And uh, along with his two brothers, there could step into that defence. May not start him even now. I don't know, but he's a serious option. Like, um, I mean, it's like it's like a Premiership team signing a new player. player like, isn't it? I mean, he's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, he has played a couple of challenge matches with them. Yeah, so has he? Okay. Yeah, I was in Kamalak for a few beers on on, on Friday night, which. 
Taki and Hula and Podge and a few of the boys. So, uh, yeah. yeah they're, they're You're still doing reunions? What are you doing reunions for now, TJ? Uh, I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure. <laughs> the, 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 the crack was good. Shawnee, uh, Shawnee McMahon, and Frank Lowe. And if you're listening, we could do one for Christmas again. <laughs> Hula has a good spot there now. Uh, he moved down the road a small bit, up, up a bit further on Main Street. And she's he's a fantastic job doing the pub. And if anyone's passing, I see he's a little bit disappointed the game has moved to the Gaelic grounds. But I suppose maybe. Why so, TJ? There's a bit of work going on in Kimalak Delo. There's a yeah. bit of construction going on. They're building a few bits around the place. And I'd say probably from maybe the health and safety and that side. And well, I was just chatting to him Friday night and he was saying that maybe from a team point of view, it might suit him better because they've good few games won this year in the championship in the Gaelic Grounds. Marco's going to make the point that maybe the Gaelic Grounds will suit Middleton as well. I was at both county finals. Uh, there was periods of time that both teams were very impressive in their county finals. In the first half, Middleton were really good. In the last quarter, I thought Kamalak were exceptional. Um, the, the, the Middleton boys held Hoggy fairly well. Graham O'Cahey was unbelievable in the in, in the county final. Uh, Payo Lachlan back. Then you got the whole Conor Lahan. How will they manage him? So there's intriguing battles around the field. Good, tight 50-50 game. We spoke, Marco, about the Cork clubs. And you said there, maybe within reason, because Ian Kelly won the counties and there was a team going playing once a club that hadn't won their county. A couple of reasons for yeah. it. But Cork haven't hit, hit the headlines in, in, in the Munster Club campaign in a while. Ben has kind of nailed his colours to the mast and said, this is a game and a competition. We want to have a right pop-off. So I think there's a good, good game coming down the track here in, in Middleton and Kimalak. And, you know, hard yeah. enough to call. Like, obviously, I'll probably stick with Kimalak from, from the home advantage point of view. But, yeah, good, good game coming down the track here. And Marco, and Marco, just on that, your feeling on the ground, being very close to Middleton now and, and you know, meeting them and obviously knowing Ben and Ben has as TJ said, come out and been clearing it. Is the feeling on the ground that they'll be happy, that your Fitzgerald will be happy just with the county, winning it back, no. and that they want no. to kick on? Yeah, really good young no. team, I think, with Lahan looking like he's we spoke about Davy Burke. Jesus, yeah. Lahan, lads, in the county final, just what an exhibition, yeah. really roll back the years. Yeah, but I, I never see him looking fitter. Um, Anthony, he came up in front of us and did an interview with Matthew Morrissey, and he was skin and bone. Was right? He? which just proved to me that he was probably carrying a few pounds when he was involved with Cork. And you know yourself, when you're carrying a few pounds, it's hard to do the work that you need to do as an inter-county player. But he even found really, that in the podcast, really Mark. Hmm? I even used to find that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But no, he... Then, hey, sit, before, sit, sit beside the fire. It was the same as being in the sauna for about a half an hour. You <laughs> drop a few pounds. But, um, okay, look, the word coming out from Middleton is it's all bonus territory now from here on in. But That can be dangerous though as well, can't it? I, I, I think deep down, listen, Ben O'Connor is a born winner. You, yes. you, he ain't going to leave that seep into those lads. Lads, we are still in the championship. We are looking for more than just the county championship. He won that in 2013. Okay, it's eight years since. But he'd be really looking for a monster campaign. I've no doubt in my mind. He's a very driven individual. Went into Charleville, won the Munster, bottom to an All-Ireland final. He's thinking the same thing. And he's having a huge rub off in the lads as well. And I can think from the Saturday training session that they did after the county final, there was no doubt in my mind that this Middleton team will be looking to take a scalp on, on Sunday. Um, the biggest question is for them is like they, they had three players that stepped up to the mark 
They weren't expected to step up to the mark. They got eight points in play between them. Ross O'Regan, Pear White, they, they contributed a huge amount. They were the lesser-known players. Um, and they, if they can get the same tune out of those lads that they did, and like Carmack Buzang, you know, had a really good championship up to the final, got a point, but he could have done a bit more. Luke Farrell, the same way, had been really good up to the final, could do a bit more. So they'll be trying to bounce back themselves, the two of them now, and put in a better performance, I would think, at the weekend. And the question, yeah, like, young, Luke, young, Luke Janine, young, Kirk, young Kirk wasn't as good either in the final, I felt, as, as no, the previous but, but he's a young lad, playing oh, the All Ireland, two, 220 All Ireland finals, has, and from what I can gather, has been called into the Park Senior Final, along with Tommy O'Connell. And Connell has been a revelation now. Yeah. Tommy O'Connell and Oshin O'Reilly could be the battle of the game, TJ. Absolutely. Oshin has had a really, really good campaign. He got a brilliant goal in the final. Like He was shooting the lights out there in the quarterfinal and semifinal. Just has brought a real energy and a buzz to that Kimalik setup at centre-forward. Gavin at full forward has been very effective as well. He's held the line very well, getting Graham onto plenty ball. So, yeah, plenty to look forward to there. Definitely good players, big players on both sides. And... Bring it on, Marco. Bring it on. Yeah, yeah. Malakoy is a Look, I tell you now, TJ, I gave a big shout out after the intermediate the intermediate final, um, Corsi Rovers and Castle Lines, that their neutral cock supporter needs to get in now behind the team. So it's all roads lead to the Gaelic grounds. And I hope, I hope, TJ, now that you you'll be as hospitable to the cock people as we were to you when you came down to Little Isle Island. Don't forget me now, like, do you know what I mean? Marco, I would like to think that you've never come to Limerick and not been well looked after. Whatever part of the county you came to. I would agree. Anytime I've been there, I've been well looked after. That's to good, that's good to hear. Marco, you, you needn't go home, you see, by Mallow. You, you can go home by Kimalock and you can go cool. to Hula. Go to Hula, yeah. <laughs> to Hula on the way home, yeah. As a man that came up against Hula, you'll know the warm welcome. You'll always get off Hula. <laughs> Listen to me. The, la- the last time I stopped in a pub, Davy Clark's pub. I went in for a wine. I, I was driving through the village with herself, and he said, "Come in for a wine," and we stayed the freaking night. <laughs> yeah, Actually, you, 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 you can go home by Bruff even. Call Clarkies for one or two, and then do both places. And the road. You can do both of them. Yeah, exactly. all my nephews in Clarkies. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Martin, uh, Kevin, and Aidan, and all. Will you venture? Will you venture to the Gaelic grounds on Sunday? He's, he's, he's going to get I a hopefully driver. Will, hopefully, will. I, mean, I just yeah. have to see now with the rota and stuff like that. I've, I've a few. Right. I've, I've a Clarecastle contingent coming Friday night. Uh, my old Munster club muckers, I think, are coming out Friday night, um, and then Saturday I have a few lads that Limerick lads actually teachers that were involved in the academy. They're coming up. They usually come around the twenty eighth or ninth, but I've decided to come pre Christmas this year. So, um, yeah, staff wise and everything else, we'll have to see how things are. Yes, so they're going. Yeah, before we move away from all things, Limerick Dune have won their third uh, Premier Under Twenty One county in a row this weekend. They beat Napierschik in the final. Just winning underage titles, incredible mm. work going out there. Um, you would imagine it has to be a job stage. for you, TJ. It has to be a job yeah. for you, like. No, nah, I don't. I, I, I don't think they'd probably have me. I'd say out, out there. Um, <laughs> too many rows of them. Too many rows of them in the past. But joining us, at underage, they've been doing everything right for a long time mm-hmm. now. Both at school and, and, and like again to win three in a row. We spoke about Thomas is doing four in a row. This is our third under twenty one premier in a row. Has to come. Good, has to come. Good winners over um 
uh, over in a pair sheet, Adam English, I think, got 111 or something. Jack Ryan got two goals and a point. Savage. Yeah, really, 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 really impressive. Marco, before we go, just one very, very quick question. I want the number. How many all stars will Limerick get Friday night? Ten. Will you go away? I'm going to give you 11. And is it a record, TJ? I think 11 is going to be a record. I thought it might be 12 or 13, even. TK gets one, right? TK, TK get one. I'm, I'm happy with that. I, I think they'll give Murph the goal over Nicky, even though it's nah, a very tight decision now. Okay, yeah. You know, well, I think they will, though. They did win Leicester, like, you know. Which one? I don't know who get one. Cork nearly have to get one, like, who'll get it? Is Sean, I don't know who you're your front runner. One. We're in all Ireland final. We only get one. You got hockey, isn't it, Nachta? We're looking to get no, it. Look get it. Delo. We did play a lot of matches to get there now, to be fair. We did. Before, we I'm, did. Fi before I'm finished with you, Delo, right? Yes, go on. Before you, <laughs> it's before great to be got, back. Before, 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 before you took one well for a couple of days, you were involved in picking a team of 50 years of All-Stars. <laughs> right? Unbelievable. No Limerick representation, Marco. It is just a joke. Beyond, a joke. beyond belief. We'll revisit Unbelievable. it But well, I'm just letting you know, Adela, that me and everybody here in Limerick are not happy with you. Have you just seen the show, TJ? I see. I see enough of it. <laughs> you did, you did I, know I, now that I can. I definitely I can be hard for at least one Limerick man on the team anyway. I know. But I mean, there's only one player man and he had to be on it as far as I was concerned. I you, yeah. you can't have a selector coming out kind of saying, well, I know the team is picked, but I win for you. You can't have that. You can't tell. I went as hard as I could for Kieran. I, I, when I couldn't get him centre-back, and that was leaving out Shawnee, yeah. uh, I, I tried to get him midfield, and they're still two to one, me, the two of them. And and like, yeah. and young Nash... And how did Mario get centre-back? I'm not sure. I don't know. Liam Sheedy is selector, and... Uh, um, Anthony Nash, who's who's nearly declared more of a love for Limerick than Cork at the moment, um, and no claim with liberties as well. Uh, like I can't believe it. You know, anyway, I'm just saying. Well, Delo, Kieran no Terry wasn't on that team. Limerick have no Delo, just so you're aware, uh, and, and 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 watch this space. We'll revisit well, another day. When I, the, think, when I think the, when the 75 year one is picked, TJ, the way you're going, you'll have you'll have eight or nine of them. And if you get <laughs> if you get if you get eleven All Stars Friday night, you'll be happy enough for another while. Yeah, well. Ah, sure. Look at there's even a case for Keen Lynch at the moment. Like, and, but then Eddie they didn't pick Eddie Care either, lads. And for me, Eddie Care was there for the first six or seven years of the All Stars. Joe McKinnon won five in a row. The aforementioned Pat Hartigan won five in a row. You know, it seems mm. as if it got picked on the basis of a kind of a middle section team. You know, somewhere between right. the ten year period and the ten last the thirty year zone. If we want to call it, and I, I think that's unfair. And I said that it was unfair, but I don't even want to vote, TJ. Democracy is everything. Like, it's like the three of us on this morning. We usually need a four to balance things up. Like, you know? True, true, true. <laughs> Sorry, anyway, Dilo, all my Limerick great, cousins. It's, it's great to have you back, Dillo. Oh, I enjoyed it, lads. Enjoyed it. No, I have to go out and tell Declan now he can hammer away outside. <laughs> Good stuff, boys. Um, Great, great viewing for the weekend. I, I'd, I'd encourage anyone if they if they can get a look at at Dunlane Schlockneil, especially like it, whatever the Ulster Council are selling that for. That that'll be a ripper in in the Armagh Athletic Grounds, which is tight for hurling as well. I tell you, they'll be they'll be skinning here finding that one. And and as we said, obviously, rip roarers in um in Munster and Leinster. So great weekend. Um, good stuff, boys. Good to talk to you, Marco. The racing club has been floated. 
we'll see yeah. we'll see what the reaction is like uh if we get a few takers we might we might explore it further we, need, we, we certainly need a couple of committee members and a treasurer and you know we probably oh, yeah. one of us will fill in the chairman's boots but like we definitely need a secretary and a pro and a treasurer and a couple of arbitrary committee members and we'll get her up and running and we'll have a bit of crack and if you would have to up your game a small bit, Mark, in terms of the PCR test and that kind of thing, yeah. letting us know when we're going to Weatherby or to Huntington. Well, we're going to share my secretary. We need someone to find us a good horse. After that, the rest will find the place. That's true. Uh, we'll we'll touch base with a few of your neighbours there in South Limerick. Well, I ring JP. Ring JP. Ring JP. Okay, right. Okay. Ring Jerry. He, <laughs> he might try in a hundred for us. He might, he might, he might, nice, he might nice. buy the horse for us sure. <laughs> Even though after me putting no one on the, Lim- on the Limerick 50 year, 50 year all star team, <laughs> not looking good for you, Dela. No, 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 I ah, know, fairness, no, not my fault. Tried my best, Liam Sheedy. We're blaming Liam Sheedy. Okay, guys, good See stuff. See Good stuff, boys. All right, a grain, all right, a grain, all right. Want to tip the scale. Just remember that. Then. There's a small bit of a needle there. Oh, come on, Mayo, you've got to get Andy Moran into the game. Our mission was to show that we're no longer a whipping bite of monster. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out-of-pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you.